Blog Talk Radio. Truth. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence by the military-industrial complex. Are the Bible's prophecies today's reality? This could be the sign that signals the return of Christ. World leaders are working behind the curtain. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. Secret societies, secret oaths, secret proceedings. Now, get ready for an hour of truth that will make you think. We'll examine Bible prophecy and see how close we are to the return of Jesus Christ for His church. You're in the zone. Politics, Israel, the Middle East, the revised European superstate, and more. All in the zone. This is the Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. listening tonight to the Prophecy Zone. My name is Christine Wyke, and we're going to be talking a little bit of what's been happening the last few days on the riots in London. Um, I see something here because I always like looking ahead. For those of us who are interested in prophecy and the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, we always like to look ahead and apply to what we are seeing in current events as the stepping stones that bring us to what Revelation is talking about. And I think we are seeing one of the stepping stones. Um, I want to kind of bring to your attention here, London seems to be a shift. Well, actually, it kind of started in Greece not too long ago, but we're starting to see a shift in why the riots are happening. I think if you recall this past spring and started, what, all the way back in January, um, in fact, I did a show on that also, um, why I see the the rise of this movement of the Muslim Brotherhood as a means of gathering momentum against Israel. And that is something we're going to continue to see. And that now is actually in place. And from here, I think we take a step different. Um, we've seen the Muslim Brotherhood come to power. The Arab Spring was really about the bringing about of a, a revolution in governments um, where the people wanted more democracy, where in fact they're not going to get democracy, they're going to get Shira law, is how that's all going to turn around. And the whole idea was more and more against Israel. And that, of course, is a prophecy that we see in Ezekiel, and so we're seeing the stages being set for that. What I see here is it started in Greece with the shifting of the riots now, yes, against the government, it still is. But there's a different reasoning now. The ones who are rioting are the ones who are younger. They're also the ones who are less educated. 
These are the ones who are welfare babies. These are the ones who usually receive benefits from the government. And remember when Greece was forced to cut its austerity measures, which means it was meant, it, it had to, in order to receive a bailout, Greece was forced to cut the welfare programs to keep their budget in line. Boy, are we not hearing that right now um, in the United States. And that was the cause of the many riots that started over in Greece. And it's amazing that we're still seeing this now flooding over into London. We're going to get it here, too. So it, it's just, just look over what's happening over there. It's coming over here. Look at the way the rioters are working in, in London right now. Um, we always had the fear that it's going to be Islam that is going to be the perpetuance of violence. But it doesn't seem to be going that way in total democratic or free countries, such as London. London is considered the free Western world. What we are seeing here, again, as in the streets of Greece, we're seeing young people, basically uneducated, and I'll explain why they're uneducated, because what they're doing is they're hurting themselves. But we're also seeing that these are kids who come from poor families. Um, there was um, a picture of a 10-year-old um, in you know, the middle of the night taking a wine bottle. Um, where are his parents? Um, obviously, there's no rule in that home. Chances are the kid has no father. His mom's probably hooking somewhere. I'm not saying that is the case. But anybody in their right mind as a parent will never allow a 10-year-old to be floating around in the middle of a riot taking wine bottles out of a store. And, you know, the, this kid was just brazen about it. I mean, he just, you know, thought nothing of it. And, and another kid, you know, about 15, 16 years old is setting fire to a mannequin in the store shop after he just busted the window. And then he's standing two, three feet away watching this, his artwork just go up, you know, just setting things on fire and just watching. Where is this kid's mother? Where is this kid's father? So we have here a type of people here. These are welfare kids, more than likely. These are more poor sections of cities. And who are they targeting? They are targeting not the government. They are targeting the businesses. And this is where I feel they are uneducated because they are targeting the very employer who would give them a job. They are targeting the place where they would, if they got a job, they would be able to purchase their stuff. But no, these are looters. These are rioters. These are... Uh, people and kids that are probably not well-educated, probably are unemployed, and they're angry because they cannot get a job. And they are looking at somebody who is a little bit wealthier than them, and they are targeting the middle class. And we know this is not a Muslim situation because they are actually targeting Muslim store owners. Foreigners are basically uh, sitting there with their hands tied because they are not allowed to carry weapons there. So there's gun, there's gun control, which is another issue. And so it's not that they're angry against any ethnic group. They're angry against prosperity. They're angry against somebody who has something that they don't. 
all because the government in England is cutting back on the welfare benefits. They also have to control their budgets. And with France being in the possibility now of getting downgraded, you're going to see France also struggle with this. So this is coming to be a global thing. And this is where I now am going to reflect back on the Bible here because I see this as a beginning stage of setting up the kingdom of the Antichrist. And I'm going to start you off with a thought first. Tyranny arises when people give up their freedoms for comfort. Think about that. Tyranny arises when people give up their freedoms for comfort. That's kind of where we're coming to here. We have now an issue of safety in the streets of London. There is no comfort there. And people will start giving up certain freedoms in order to qualm the crowds, to appease them. And it's something that I found in Daniel. Let's go to Daniel chapter 11. I'm going to start at verse 21 here. And it's going to take me through verse 24. I'm going to read out of the Living Bible. And I do believe that this is a character here of the Antichrist. This book of Daniel on this section talks about a number of kings that will arise um, after Daniel has been gone. And I do believe that this one here is describing the kingdom of the Antichrist. So let's get into this. Next to come to power will be an evil man, not directly in line for royal succession. But during a crisis, hello, have we not got that? Just creating here, look at the markets. During a crisis, he will take over the kingdom by flattery and intrigue. Then all opposition will be swept away before him, including a leader of the priests. His promises will be worthless. From the first, his method will be deceit. With a mere handful of followers, he will become strong. Now, this is the part that I find intriguing, because this next verse, 24, does not describe anything that we know of now back from our history, whether it occurred during the time of Daniel or if it occurred during the destruction of the temple in 70 A.D. This has got to be something brand new. Verse 24, he, which is the Antichrist, will enter the richest areas of the land without warning and do something never done before. He will take the property and wealth of the rich and scatter it among the people. Okay, how do we appease these mobs and rioters as it's going to start to happen here as well? When America starts cutting the budgets, <laughs> we should have done that um, last week if you're uh, – listening to this at a later date, we should have done that August 2 when we were supposed to cut by $4 trillion, but we only cut by a fraction of that, or I should say 25% of that, and we then got downgraded. Um, there was a crisis that was happening then, and it's worsening now. But we need to cut back on our spending, and it's going to start with Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security. That is the welfare program. Now, how do you appease somebody who is, number one, uneducated, does not understand the ideas here that you need to go get a job in order to make yourself useful, 
you cannot attack business people because they're the ones providing the job. Plus, that adds now to the businessman's expense, not to mention insurance companies, and the state now has to pay for the rebuilding of buildings and streetlights that are destroyed. Um, all that rioting just adds up to the bill that they don't have money to pay for. That's where you get the uneducatedness of these people. So how do you appease somebody that's uneducated? By giving them what they want, which is things. And according to Daniel here, that's what the Antichrist will do. He will enter the area's richest, so probably you know houses of the rich, doesn't really say exactly what it is, but he definitely takes something from the rich. He says he will take the property and wealth of the rich and scatter it among the people. That's socialism um, in an extreme way, but... We've never had a king, we've never had a government that has actually played Robin Hood to the poor. We do have taxes on the rich to pay for social programs, yes. But this is an extreme here. It takes away something entirely given by work of the rich, something that they have earned, maybe even inherited, and has taken it away and has given it to the poor. That now is something we can see happening as the rise of the Antichrist comes to power. We are going to see this as a crisis. So further on, as we move towards the end of times, we're going to see this become more and more of an issue. And the way the Antichrist will create peace is to give to the poor and take from the rich. Now, if you go to Revelation Six, we have here the opening of the seals. Now, the opening of the first seal talks about the Antichrist coming up on a white horse. But notice the second seal. It's the red horse, and he, um, or I'm sorry, it's going to be the yeah, it's the red horse, and he takes peace away from the earth. So something has to happen during the reign of the Antichrist that causes peace upon the earth that is being taken away by the second horse or the second seal. And this is what we are seeing now is the chaos that the Antichrist will appease. This is just my thought. Hey, I can always listen to what you think. If you want to email me, you can catch me at uh, explainthis at att.net. I do have a book that I have written, Finding Revelation in a Way that It's Simple and It Makes Common Sense, and you can check that out at my website, explainthis.us. My name again is Christine Wake.